it's your first time here, just want to welcome you to our home. Uh, we've been here in the South Bay for over 63 years, going on 64, um, all because God has been faithful. Not because of our faithfulness, but because of his. Because of God's faithfulness. Yes. Um, I know Mario mentioned my birthday next week, but I know we have a whole bunch of January birthdays. If, you're, if it's your birthday in January, raise, raise your hand. Look at that, a whole, bu- whole bunch of us. Pastor, Pastor Doe, Sandra, January birthdays. My mom has a birthday this week on the 11th as well. Pastor Rita, God bless you guys. Happy birthday to all of y'all. My birthday wish is that the Seahawks win today and the Packers lose. So the Seahawks can make the playoffs. Some of you are like, what are you talking about? My brother coaches for the Seahawks, so yeah. I think God, God hears our prayers a little louder, I think. Just kidding. He don't care. He don't care about sports. Yeah, I know, right? Okay. Now let's get serious. A welcome and good morning. The theme for this year is God is faithful. Too often over the last several years, we've had our eyes focused on the wrong things. We've gotten distracted. Some of us gotten off track. Some of us um, succumbed to peer pressure or societal pressure. Raise your hand if you're not too happy with some of the things that, that we have done or have been responsible for, or things that we said, posts that we made, attitudes that we've had over the last couple of years. Raise your hand. We look around the room today. And we can all see that if our salvation was based on our own faithfulness, we'd be long gone. If our salvation, if our deliverance, if our life of faith was 100% dependent upon us or one another, we'd all be failing. But it's only because of the faithfulness of God that we are still here. It's only because of the faithfulness of God that we can rejoice. That we can testify to his goodness. I was encouraged by Brother Mario this morning as he led us through our our worship service. And the enthusiasm and the passion and the spirit to which he was ministering today. All because of his relationship with Jesus and Mario turning to God. And because of that, he could testify and he could come in here without any hair on his tongue and get on his knees in front of all of us and talk about God's goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is faithful. 
Pastor Koba introduced the theme last Sunday, and we're going to pick up right there, and we're going to go the whole month of January in this passage in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. So if you could please open up your Bible or your church app or your Bible app and turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we're going to read this story of how God was faithful to Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah. If you have it there, say, I got it. If you need a little more time, say, hold up. All right, all right. We'll hold up. Second Chronicles 20. I'm reading from the NIV, the New International Version. And um, <clears throat> it reads like this. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites with some of the Melnites came to make war on Jehoshaphat. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the sea. It is already in Hazazon Tamar, that is, in Gedi. Alarmed, and some versions say terrified, in Spanish it said, tenían temor. Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. Everybody say that, everybody say, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. Verse 4, the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in the front of the new courtyard and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand. And no one can withstand you. Oh, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, if calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us. Can I hear an amen? amen. But now here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession that you gave us as an inheritance? Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. All the men of Judah 
with their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Madaniah, son of Jael, a Levite and descendant of Asaph. As he stood in the assembly, he said, watch this, verse 15, you guys. Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down. Yeah, give God a hand of praise right there. Go ahead. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruah. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. Stand firm. And see the deliverance of the Lord that he will give you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow. And the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah, people of Jerusalem, have faith in the Lord God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. Other versions say, Give thanks to the Lord, for his faithfulness endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir where they were invading Judah and they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. In other words, you guys, when the people of God went into battle, they went out in song in praise and worship. And when they did that and took their position and stood firm, the enemy started to fight one another because God caused a great panic and a confusion until they had destroyed every single person. Verse 24, when the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground and no one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. On the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Berakah. You know what Berakah means? It means blessing. They went down after the battle was over to the valley of blessing. Yeah. 
That's going to be a, a message in the next coming weeks. This is why it is called the Valley of Berakah to this day. Finally, the last four verses. Then, led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem. For the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lutes and trumpets. The fear of God came upon all the kingdoms of the countries when they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. And the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. All we need is you. All we need is your word because you're faithful and your faithfulness endures forever. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away, but there's nothing, there's no one like you. Father, I pray that you'd open our minds, that you'd open our hearts and you'd open our spiritual eyes. As we enter into 2023, this new portal of blessing that you're calling us into. I thank you, Father God, for being there for us whenever we need you. We pray all these things in the matchless name of Jesus, the people of God said. Amen. Give God a hand of praise today. Come on, church. Come on, usher in the presence of the Lord today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God. Hallelujah. On this past Thursday night, or excuse me, Monday night, there was a football game on national television. And the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills were playing in a knockdown, drag out American football gridiron contest. It is a violent sport. A young man named Damar Hamlin made a tackle. He's a defensive back for the Buffalo Bills. He's number three. And after he made the tackle, he dropped down on the field and went into cardiac arrest. They suspended the game and chose to play no more as the trainers from both teams and many emergency response personnel came to his aid and were on their knees. Right away, one of the trainers noticed that he wasn't breathing and he had no pulse, and they began cardiopulmonary resuscitation, in other words, CPR, on the player right there on the field. And all of the players were shaken up. The stadium was shaken up. We were driving down from 
Seattle, Washington, when we heard about it, and my wife tuned in on her phone. Isn't technology crazy that you could watch a game while driving down the five? We began to pray for him. The players began to pray for him. The chaplains of both teams were praying for them. Sports analysts, reporters. Those that were covering the game on live television stopped. And they had to go to several breaks because they were speechless. And the world turned to prayer. The whole world began to pray on live television. One of the sports analysts named Dan Orlovsky. He's known for dropping back when he was in his playing career and stepping out of bounds before throwing a ball at the back of the end zone. He says, I don't know. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know if this is the right thing to do, but I'm just going to do it. I'm going to pray right now on live television because I believe in prayer and it's what we all need to do right now. He said, I'm going to bow my head. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to pray. And the other two that were sitting on the other side of the desk with him in front of the television and the teleprompters telling them what to say he they ignored all of all of that and went straight into the throne of God and began to pray and he said dear God dear God people of God on the count of three say dear God one two three and the world prayed in the book of Acts Peter was in jail and he had been jailed because he had been preaching and proclaiming the good news of the gospel, which is that Jesus is God. And he came to this earth to take sins upon himself and to die on a cross. And he rose again on the third day. And he sits at the throne, the right hand of the throne in heaven today. And because of that, Peter was in prison because he refused to stop preaching. And teaching and telling people about his God. And as soon as the disciples heard about it, the Bible says that they all went into prayer. And the hand of God was moved. The hand of God was moved. And Peter was miraculously transported out of that jail cell. By the angel of the Lord. Move the hand of God. Because God's work for Peter was not done. When the world stopped to pray this past week during that football game and people on television and everybody on social media. I wasn't surprised. But I was grateful. Because it just speaks to what we all already know. That everybody knows and believes in their heart that God exists. 
But for whatever reasons, whether hurt, whether doubt, people hold back from surrendering everything to God. When I read this passage, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, late in the year of 2022, and was reminded of how when the people of Israel were outnumbered, outmatched, overpowered, had no chance, they turned to God. Verse 3 says that they sought the Lord. What does it mean to seek the Lord? What does it mean to seek Him? What does it mean to look for God? What does it mean to search Him out? It means that we don't stop until we find Him. Look what it says right here. It says, alarmed, afraid, terrified, shaken up, or as the young people say, shook up. Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. When this passage spoke to me late in 2022, about what our responsibility is as a people. I was reminded of God's faithfulness. I was reminded of how far too often I look to my own strength. I've looked to my own wisdom. I've looked to my own cleverness. I've looked to my own abilities. And I've looked to other things to try and resolve the issues that I could not control. To resolve the problems that I could not overcome I look to people to solve the many issues and problems that I was facing we as the church look to things we look to culture we look to society three years ago when everybody was quote-unquote required to make a statement about what they believed or who they were we all got caught up in a frenzy of thinking that we all had to answer to the world in ways that sometimes were not necessarily faithful to God and what he expects out of the people of faith. I was reminded of the fact that we have to turn to God. I was reminded of the fact that you don't have to have a statement to, to match or to face every issue or problem that our world faces. The only issue, the only statement that you ever have to proclaim, that we ever have to, 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 to fly high like the banner over our lives, is that God is faithful. God is reminding us to look up. To not look laterally but to look up vertically look to him it says that Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord 
to seek the Lord, to ask of God and let God speak. You may not get your answer right away. Be patient. Be diligent. Let's be faithful to hear from him. Then it says, he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. How apropos for us as we go into prayer week. I would like to invite us all into a full week of prayer and fasting. Fast in your, your own way, whether it's food, whether it's something that you know you need to offer to the Lord and place on the altar. To spend more time with him. Prayer is a good thing. The last time I checked. Offering a fast unto the Lord that is sincere and for the right reasons and the right purposes are a good thing the last time I checked. Because our fast means that the object of our fast, the object of our prayer, the object of the prayers of the whole world this past week for this young man, Damar Hamlin, who, by the way, is recovering. Thank the Lord. The object was God. Jesus is the object. God is the object of our prayer. He's the one that we pray to. We're not praying to some unknown force, some unknown deity, some dumb idol, like Stephanie said right here in the front. We're not praying to the football gods, the sports gods. Let's not make sports our idols. Let's not miss church if we can help it because there's a game on. Unless you're going to the game. But let's make coming to the house of God a priority. The church has lost its course. We've, played, we've, we've put amateur sports and youth sports on the altar. Parents sacrificing their kids on the altar of sp amateur sports in hopes of glamour and fame and money, a scholarship, notoriety. Man, talent is God-given. Put your kids in a in a sports league where they don't have to miss church on Sundays. Amen. Or your family's going to get lost and off track. Amen. And if you don't know me, you don't even know where these comments are coming from. I'm a f former professional baseball player who my dad didn't let me miss church. My mom didn't let me miss church growing up. Man, talent is God-given. That's true. Let's put God back in the number one spot. Like Pastor Dozier and Sandra said, let, let's make going to the word of God our priority for growth. Pray about our discipleship groups where you grow together. Brother Mario, you got to don't get a big head, bro. All right. 
But guess what? The discipleship ministry is where Brother Mario learned the word of God. And where many of our current leaders who are leading learn the word of God. Three years of being in the word of God every week with a group of people searching the scriptures high and low to want to learn and want to be the best possible disciples and followers of Jesus Christ that we could possibly be and not just churchgoers. That's where that growth comes from. And that's where I believe the Lord is taking us as a church. They, Joseph had inquired of the Lord and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. So I want to invite us, you guys into that fast for this week. Okay? Do it as many days as possible. If you can only do it one day, do it Friday. Do it Friday. If you can do it a couple days, do it Monday and Friday. If you can do it every day, let's do it every day, Monday through Friday, and you set the, the terms and the limits of your own fast with you and your family. Amen? And then in verse 4, it says, The people of Judah, I'm going to end right here. I'm going to invite the worship team to come on out. The people of Judah came together to seek help. From the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. You guys, there's nothing wrong with seeking the Lord when you need help, even if you got yourself into the situation. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord, people of God. Ask him for help. When you can't do it on your own, seek the Lord. Ask him for help. Turn to him. Get on your knees. Call out to him. Seek him. It says that every town in Judah came to seek him. What if every family of our church, every person of our church, sought the Lord earnestly? Do you think that things here at church would change? Do you think that things in your family would change? Do you think that things in our community would change? You guys, our church is thousands of people strong. Imagine if our church came together and sought the Lord earnestly in prayer and in fasting, how that would impact this great community of South Los Angeles. Church, I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet. Calling upon the faithfulness of God means that we recognize his awesomeness. We recognize how big he is and how wonderful he is. We recognize all that he can do. We're going to take communion here in a few minutes, but before we do, we're going to have a time of worship. We're carving out, we're carving out this special time right now for you to seek the Lord right now. If you want to come to the altar and kneel, you may. If you want to walk through the sanctuary, you may. If you want to walk up and down the aisles, you may. If you want to go and pray for somebody that the Lord is leading you to pray for, please do. Be obedient to the Lord. God is calling us to look to Him for our, our answers. Ask the hard questions to Him. Hey, we're... we're us pastors, your, your, your church leaders, we're here, but guess what? The best person you could ever go to for answers is God. The best place you could ever go to when you're at a, a difficult moment is the Word of God.
my most critical moments in my life, I look back, were moments of prayer that the Lord directed me and saw me through. Or the Lord sent the right person to instruct me and say, go this way. Your end destination is him. 